And the news gets to his vice president, a guy named Calvin Coolidge, um, who is most famous for being our most introverted president. He didn't like people, and he didn't like talking. <laughs> he was from Vermont, um, and he got the news while he was up in Vermont at his dad's cabin, and his dad, who was a, a like justice of the peace, gave him the oath of office on the family Bible in the cabin and told him, now you're the president. Just the two of them there, I think. Maybe not, but at least his, his dad. It was in a cabin, all right? <laughs> and uh, Coolidge goes down to Washington to become president, and he, uh, it's, it's near the election, and Coolidge managed to win the election on the slogan, keep cool with Coolidge, which is basically like, let's just keep doing what we're doing with the whole Harding thing, except Cal's much more of a chill guy than, than you know, Warren Harding. Um, Sorry, he, he took over when Harding died and then he was reelected. He was, yeah, he won the election. I, I, I don't think he, uh, there was much left in Harding's term. Um, so this whole idea of an introvert president is really weird. Um, he's called Silent Cal. And the famous story about him is that like he would go to these big events and he just wouldn't say anything. Like he would just stand there and be the president. And um, there it was you know the time of like early Hollywood. And this actress made a bet um, with a friend. She said, "I bet if I go talk to the president, he'll say more than two words to me." And they were like, "Okay, I'll take that bet because the president never says anything to anyone." <laughs> and she goes up to him at the party and she tells him the story of the bet. And she thinks this will like get him to comment. And he thinks about it for a little bit. And then he says, you lose. So those are the kinds of stories about Calvin Coolidge that I grew up like thinking about and hearing. But it's actually a much more political story than that. It's not just about his personality. Because Calvin Coolidge is in some ways the most radically conservative president of the 20th century. And Ann Coulter and uh, a lot of conservatives today talk about how we need to go back to Calvin Coolidge, that Calvin Coolidge was the great conservative president, which is something because Ronald Reagan has been always called the great conservative president. But for a group of people who are even more radically conservative than Reagan, Coolidge is the guy that they go to. And a couple of things under Coolidge that help us understand who this guy was or what it is that people want to get back to. One is that it's like total deregulation of the economy. Um, no siding with unions. In fact, laws that make it easier for businesses to suppress unions, sending out the army to suppress strikes that get out of control. Um, and also real strong anti-immigrant um, legislation. In 1924, we passed the most restrictive immigration law um, in the history of the United States. And basically, it cuts off Ellis Island. And it says we're not going to allow any more immigrants into this country. But specifically, we're not going to allow any more Southern or Eastern Europeans, i.e. we're not going to allow Catholics or Jews. We're going to try to focus this on white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. And the rhetoric that you hear in Congress as they pass this law is chilling. It's, it's the rhetoric of people talking about um, the need to keep a pure race, that the United States' blood is becoming muddled um, or weakened by these inferior groups. Um, and it's tied up with the Ku Klux Klan, um, who at this point are not 
are branching out from just hating black people to also really being anti-Semitic and anti-Catholic. Um, and it's also tied up in this eugenics rhetoric that in the 1920s was popular everywhere and ultimately is only really discredited by the Nazis um, that says we should not only try to prevent people from coming into the country who don't fit our um, racial archetype, but we also should use science to prevent them from reproducing. And we will try to increase the production of the pure Scandinavian or Northern European whites, and we'll try to either prevent or in some cases sterilize um, people who are of a lesser form. And Coolidge makes some public statements uh, when he signs the 1924 immigration law, he says, this will keep America American. And so I think that kind of xenophobic language, which Jeff Sessions, the new um, attorney general, uh, gave an interview a few years ago in which he talked about how we need to go back to the 1924 Immigration Act. And he says that the reason America became great in the 1940s and 50s was that during that period, there was time for these immigrant groups to truly assimilate because there was no more immigrants coming into the country, which is an argument that has an interior logic to it, right? You can understand that if you cut off any more immigrants, that that changes our conception about what it means to be an American. But the values that underlie that are not unfamiliar to the values of the kind of Trump immigration stance, which is that when people who don't fit into a particular idea of what it means to be American come to the country, we lose the greatness of America. And so Calvin Coolidge is a hero to many of those people. Even as he was silent, um, he was signing bills and pushing the country in a direction that many feel um, we need to go back to.